No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Eliphaz accuses Job of great wickedness, even though there is no evidence to support this. If Job will return to the Almighty, then God will hear his prayer. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Job chapter 22 on Simply the Bible. A rocket headed for the moon that is just one degree off will miss its target completely. Likewise, you can have a great argument and a lot of truth in it, but if it's based on a falsehood, then it is worthless and will come to nothing. That is how it is with the arguments presented to Job by his three friends. They couldn't refute the logic of Job's argument, so they resorted to character assassination. They accused Job of heinous crimes that he was covering up. They had no proof of their accusations, but it was clear in their minds that if Job were innocent, he wouldn't be suffering this way. So we come to Eliphaz and his third speech, and he does say a few true things, but they are based on the false premise that Job was a hypocrite. We continue in Job chapter 22. Then Eliphaz the Temanite answered and said, Can a man be profitable to God, though he who is wise may be profitable to himself? Is it any pleasure to the Almighty that you are righteous? Or is it gain to him that you make your ways blameless? So Job, if you are blameless as you say you are, then what good is that to God? Do you think that that makes any impression on him? Does that impact him? It might help you, but it's not going to make any difference to him. Is it because of your fear of him that he corrects you and enters into judgment with you? Is not your wickedness great and your iniquity without end. So they, they keep coming back to this same thing. Job, clearly you've done wrong. That's why you're suffering the way that you have. God wouldn't be entering into judgment with you if you were as blameless as you say. Now, what they're doing here is just laying on slander. They're falsely accusing Job, which is what the devil does. He's the slanderer. The Bible says that he's the accuser of the brethren who accuses us before God day and night. And they're sort of doing his job. According to the Jewish Talmud, the slanderous tongue kills three. The slandered, the slanderer, and him who listens to the slander. Verse 6, For you have taken pledges from your brother for no reason, and stripped the naked of their clothing. Now, if you lent money to somebody, you could take a pledge as collateral, security. It could be their coat or something, but you're supposed to give it to them at night so they wouldn't be cold. Uh, you weren't to take from them something that they needed for their livelihood to be able to work. Uh, and so he's saying, look, you've taken these pledges, Job, for no reason. You've stripped the naked of their clothing. You have not given the weary water to drink. And you have withheld bread from the hungry. But the mighty man possessed the land, and the honorable man dwelt in it. So, Job, you've considered yourself to be like a mighty man with all of your possessions, and yet 
you've committed these sins of omission. You've failed to give water to the weary and bread to the hungry. And in that part of the world at that time, being hospitable was huge. And if you neglected hospitality, that was a major sin. And so, you know, he's saying, this is what you've done wrong, Job. And I think in many ways, we have also neglected that kindness to strangers. That's what hospitality is. And we have so insulated ourselves in so many ways. We've isolated ourselves. Uh, We become so self-absorbed that we're really unaware of meeting the needs of people around us. And, uh, and that's why we need to be more on spot with that. Matthew 5.42, Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, give to him who asks you, and from him who wants to borrow from you, do not turn away. Proverbs 19.17 says, he who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord, and he will pay back what he is given. So, if you have compassion or pity on the poor and you give to them, then it says that you're really lending to the Lord. And, and I love it, the fact that God won't be a debtor to anybody. So uh, he's going to take care of you. But Eliphaz is saying, Job, you haven't done these things. He said, you have sent widows away empty and the strength of the fatherless was crushed. Now, James 1.27 tells us that pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. So Job obviously didn't do that either, according to Eliphaz. Therefore, snares are all around you and sudden fear troubles you or darkness so that you cannot see and an abundance of water covers you. So look at your situation, Job. You've got snares all around you. You're you're full of sudden fear, uh, darkness. You can't see where you're going. You're drowning in the waters that are covering you. All of these things are happening because, Job, this is where you've done wrong. You've sinned in these ways, and you're not admitting it. Is not God in the height of heaven? And see the highest stars, how lofty they are. So God is way above everything. He sees it all. And you say, what does God know? Can he judge through the deep darkness? Thick clouds cover him so that he cannot see. And he walks above the circle of heaven. So Eliphaz is accusing Job of hiding things and thinking God can't see, of being a hypocrite. Warren Wiersbe says that a hypocrite is not a person who fails to reach his desired spiritual goals. Because all of us fail in one way or another, a hypocrite is a person who doesn't even try to reach any goals, but he makes people think that he has. His profession and his practice never meet. Now, God said that Job was blameless, which means that his inside and his outside are the same. You know, he has integrity, and integrity is the opposite of being a hypocrite. You're not hiding anything. You're not trying to pretend to be something you're not. But, of course, Eliphaz is saying that Job was being a hypocrite and that he didn't think God was going to see what he was doing, sort of like the deist perspective of God where he's a watchmaker that built the watch and then has nothing to do with it after that uh, and is not aware of what Job is actually doing. Will you keep to the old way which wicked men have trod? 
who were cut down before their time, whose foundations were swept away by a flood. They said to God, depart from us. What can the Almighty do to them? And yet he filled their houses with good things. So Job, you know, if you have this frame of mind, you're, you're like the old wicked that have followed the old wicked ways. And yet they were cut down before their time. They said, stay away from us, depart from us, God. And they didn't think the Almighty could do anything to them. And yet God had blessed them. And truly, you know, God has blessed everybody in so many ways. Uh, and there are those that really have nothing to do with God. Uh, but Eliphaz, again, is wrong in saying that, Job, you're like this. Then he said, but the counsel of the wicked is far from me. So Eliphaz is saying, look, I, maybe you're walking in the ways of the wicked, Job, but not me. The counsel of the wicked is far from me. You know, he in Psalm 1, we read, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. And Eliphaz is saying, look, that's the way I am. I'm not following the counsel of the wicked, but clearly, Job, you are. The righteous see it and are glad, and the innocent laugh at them. Surely our adversaries are cut down, and the fire consumes their remnant. And so the righteous are going to rejoice when they see that the wicked finally get what's coming to them. And Job, you're going to be like one of those guys that the righteous rejoice over. Now, after Eliphaz has completely waylaid Job and made all of these charges against him, he, he takes off the bad cop hat and he puts on the good cop hat and he's going to tell Job here the things that he can do to better his situation. Now, acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. Thereby good will come to you. So, Job, if you just know God and be at peace with God, then good will come to you. God will stop being your adversary and, and he will bring you good. Receive, please, instruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be built up. You will remove iniquity from your tents. So, Job, clearly this is what you need to do. You've strayed away from God. If you come back to God, he'll build you up and you'll get rid of the sin in your life. Then you will lay your gold in the dust and the gold of Ophir among the stones of the brooks. Yes, the Almighty will be your gold and your precious silver. So in the process of trying to help Job out here, he's still accusing him of, of basically idolatry, of putting gold before God, uh, and that that's what he's living for. He's greedy. Uh, and then you're going to put your gold in the dust and, and turn to the Lord as the one whom you worship, not your gold kind of a thing. For then you will have your delight in the Almighty and lift up your face to God. You will make your prayer to him. He will hear you and you will pay your vow. So Job, this is why God's not hearing your prayers is because you've sinned. You've got gold as your God, you know, and now uh, you do these things and get rid of this stuff. Then he will listen. You will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. Sort of like of what it says of Samuel that none of the words that he spoke fell to the ground. Eliphaz is saying that Job, whatever you say, God's going to bring to pass. He will establish it. Kind of the prophetic word kind of a thing. 
uh, because your, your ways are right. When they cast you down and you say exaltation will come, then he will save the humble person. So right now, Job was at the bottom of the pit and uh, he's saying, you know, Job, you'll be able to say that I'm going to be exalted and truly God will come to your defense. He will save you because you will be humbled in his sight and he will deliver. Even if you haven't been innocent, which clearly you haven't, Job, I've already made that point, right? Uh, He will still deliver you because of the purity now of your hands, the fact that you're returning to the Almighty, getting rid of your sin and your idol and so forth and, and coming back to the Lord. Again, Eliphaz has some good things that he says here. There are some truths to what he says, but it was based on the false premise that Job was a hypocrite and, you know, committing all of these sins of commission and sins of omission and not caring about the poor and so forth. And none of it was true. And Eliphaz didn't observe any of it. He didn't even live close to Job. He was just making all this stuff up because it didn't make sense to him that Job could suffer as an innocent person. We got to be careful that we don't misjudge situations just because it doesn't match up with what we think should be happening. And we got to be really clear and careful that we don't play the devil's role and bringing accusations against believers when they haven't done anything wrong. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow we'll see where Job longs to meet with God to make his case and be delivered. He knows that after he is tested, he will come forth as gold. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Job on Simply the Bible.